Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week, I've got a really joyful, inspiring episode for you. But first of all, I need to let you know that I'm still dealing with this cough. So I apologize in advance for the few instances that it pops up during the recording. So back in January 2021, I invited TikTok creator Sonia Valencia on the show. At that point, Sonia was already known for creating no BS content that centered on her being over 40 and someone who wanted to experiment with skincare and play with makeup. She's always been known for her very real reviews. She doesn't really hold back and occasionally you will you would hear her swear quite a lot. In that episode, which is number 61 if you want to check it out, we spoke a lot about Sonia's experiences of being a mum from the age of 15 and never having much time for herself as a working mum who also was starting to make a name for herself in the beauty space. Today, Sonia has left her family home of Washington and swapped it for a very different life and climate in Los Angeles. She's living and working as a full-time beauty creator now. I'm actually, if I can say, I just feel very proud of her. She's just done so much. I knew I had to get her back on the show so that I could be a little bit nosy as I can only imagine what life must be like for her right now, going from never having a minute to herself. Like in the first episode that she appeared with me, she mentioned often going into her closet for a little bit of peace. So I just wanted to know how things have changed because she's done so much for herself and now she kind of only has herself for company. So in this episode, I ask all the questions that I believe her over half a million followers now on TikTok. I'm pretty sure these are the questions that they want to ask, particularly about her personal life. I do ask about her marital status and I find out exactly what it means to be part of the Sephora squad. Be sure to check out Sonia Valencia 0303 on TikTok and Instagram. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. What has changed since January 2021? Um, so I had a support documentary actually come out in March. And the person that actually did it, he was like, oh, I. Um, so there was it was it's called Sephora Squad. And I didn't even know what that was. I was like, what is that? And he was like, I nominated you to be part of the Sephora squad. And so there was five of them that I worked with. And he was like, I nominated you. So I was like, okay. So then you started seeing me promote. Okay, well, I need some testimonies. I need, And it was the hardest thing to do. You know, as much as we give, as much time as we give to everybody, for you to ask for a testimony was, was hard. It was so one of the you had to things. ask for people to give you testimonies to basically say yeah. how great you are. Just basically just uh, how I inspired you. That's all it was. It was like people normally would be like, oh, I like her makeup looks or she did this. But I got a lot of different ones besides that. It's all about um, embracing myself. It was like a lot more self-worth type of stuff so mm. I think for me I was like because I got to read a lot of them and I was like what so I was just going going down we got to read a lot of them at the end people shared their testimony so I was just kind of shook when I made the Sephora squad I made it um what day I think it was in in uh June because 
I knew ahead of time that I made it, but mm-hmm. I couldn't say anything. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I can't say nothing. Um, I signed my Sephora contract. Once I signed it, um, it opened a lot, a lot for me, a lot of the mm-hmm. doors for me. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I think people didn't understand what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. So what, what is it? What is, because my understanding was like, and I'm, tell me if I'm wrong. I thought it was maybe like the Danessa Myricks angels where people, mm-hmm. you know, amazing content creators would be like handpicked to receive products ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But what is the Sephora squad? Is it a bit more than that? Yeah. So it's a one year partnership and you get to do campaigns probably twice per month. It's just like, you pick what you want, you you try it out and they ask you, do you like this product? And if you don't, we don't want you to do it. Um, and and that's it's paid. paid. It's paid. It's a paid ad. Anything that says Sephora squad, anything that at Sephora is paid simply because we work for them for a whole year. So it opened a lot when it came to a lot of other brands in the Sephora store. So, you know, I got to work with a lot of brands like it Cosmetics. I already worked with It Cosmetics. Mm. I was already working with Murad, but I got to work with Dermalogica. I actually am in one of their ads that they're launching right now. It's their milk foliant. I actually wow. went and did a photo shoot and I was there for nine hours um, <laughs> doing content and everything. And I was the only, old, I was the oldest one there, like by 15 years. Every time I go to events, now that I live here in, in LA, I do a lot of events now. And I'm people think that I work for the event planning. People think that I don't know what people be thinking, but they be looking at me like, what do you do? And then some people come up to me and they're like, Oh, who are you work? Like, what company are you working for? And what influencers are yours? And I'm like, I am an influencer, number one. And number two, I'm not working for your guys' company. I go, I do what I do. And they're just like, oh, my God, that is so interesting. So I get to see and meet a lot of younger creators, which, um, you know, a lot of times they're super nice to me. And some of them know who I am. So it's pretty interesting of, of how it played out. But Sephora definitely opened the doors for me and made me a better content creator. Like, they are like this is what we want. This is what we need. And this is what we need from you. So it kind of made, it kind of jumpstarted my sponsorship with other people. So even though I get a couple of campaigns, you know, once a month or twice a month, I get a lot of other campaigns outside of Sephora when it comes to Sephora products. Like I'm starting to do hair care products because everybody wants to know what I apply on my hair, how I do my hair, how I get the volume of my hair. And then I'm, um, yeah, so I'm going into more like wellness and like stuff like that, more clean beauty, simply because a lot of times every month something's happening. So it's kind of like, we're trying to, we're trying to adjust, but I'm still trying to keep it authentic. I get a lot of of my followers getting mad at me though, because they're like, you know, a lot of your stuff is uh, expensive. And I'm like, I know I was like, but I work with Sephora. So a lot of the products are expensive and I do do budget friendly still. It's just that they're so used to me doing budget friendly because that's all I've known all my life. And so that's what I'm saying. We're, I'm starting to get into the, the more expensive products. And I got the chance to work with um, Farfetch too. Yeah, because they just launched beauty. Yeah, but they did skincare too, and nobody knew about it. So they just launched skincare 
Um, and I was actually in a UK magazine and I had no idea until a UK viewer, one of my followers sent me a magazine and she's like, you are in this. Wow. So which magazine? Like, uh, oh, I have to text you what it is. Yeah. I, I forget what it is. Um, but it was Sarah, Jessica Parker was on the front. I need to send you that afterwards for sure. Yeah, I but, know. Um, I, I was, I didn't, I had no idea. So I, I just don't realize um, what the impact I have, because then when I do a lot of lives, I still continue to do lives. Um, people were telling me that they see me in a UK ad on TV. I had no clue. <laughs> I need to watch more TV. I'm, I'm strictly really just Netflix TV. and YouTube, you know what I mean? Exactly, so. exactly. So yeah, I went from Washington, I quit my job, and then I moved. Um, over here into a smaller apartment. I went from a, you know, a house to an apartment. I haven't lived in an apartment for 24 years. I was <laughs> like, what am I doing with myself? And especially like you're moving by yourself. You don't know anybody. You're well, just kind of like. Sonia, that's why I have to be nosy. And hopefully, you know, we've known each other a little while. You can tell. I believe that when you were in Washington, you were married. I, I am. I'm still married, but I'm, 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 going towards a divorce. So we're legally, we're separated right now. My son, actually, he's in high school and he um, is going to be 18 this year. He decided that he was going to stay there because that's all he knows. He did not like LA. He came over here and he was like, mm -mm, this is not for me. It's too loud. It's too many people, too much traffic. This isn't for me. So every time he has like a holiday, he comes and sees me. He has, a, I'm actually in his room right now so I'm just like whatever you know how that goes and that's what it is I, I think a lot of times people were asking me like what about this what about this and I was ignoring the question really? because it was nobody's business at the time but now it's kind of like okay I need to I need to say it so actually three weeks ago I said it on TikTok live because I was tired of it I was sick and tired of it like they were just on me on me on me and I was like fine already you want me to tell you Oh my gosh. No, I think it's cool. You tell people when you're ready for me. Yeah, it really is. And, and that's where a lot of self-worth and stuff. I had to learn to redo a lot of stuff, like simple things like grocery shop girl. I'm used to grocery shopping for a lot of people. I had a, I would throw <laughs> foods, a lot of food away. Because oh, since it. you've been on your own. <laughs> girl, I haven't been on my own for 24 years. I've always had kids in my life since I was 15. So now that I'm by myself, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with myself? But I find myself being busy. I, you know, I like doing puzzles. I like doing home decor. I like doing, I like being by myself. Like mm -hmm. I found a lot of things and, and that's what it is. So yeah, I am going to get a divorce. My name is actually going to change. So my Valencia is my married name. It's going to change to Ramos. So you're going to see that change. I ain't going to even say, I'm just going to put it out there. I can't legally change my name until my divorce is final. But yeah, that that's that's what Sonia Valencia is going through right now. It's going through a divorce, <laughs> but it's smooth. It yeah. hasn't been like negative. It's been cool. I'm, I think I'm happy you, for you. That yeah, it's I think that when way. you tell the person, set them straight, tell the person the truth, and that is it, then just you just move on and that's it. So yeah, that that's what it is. So I moved when that happened. I actually was was getting, I was already separated, and then I moved over here. So right. I think a lot of times people think, oh, they probably separated when she was here, but it wasn't. I was separated way before that. Well, I think um, I remember when we first spoke, and you know, 
you were so consistent. You've always been consistent with your content. I remember you saying to me, sometimes you would, you would just go and hide it in your closet just to have some peace and quiet. I, I don't have to do that no more, girl. But you know what I have to do? I'm like, these birds need to be quiet because I have a palm tree with birds, girl. So now I have to deal with animals. <laughs> it was dogs. I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how noisy this area would be simply because I'm, I used to live in farm area. This isn't even a farm area. And I hear roosters and chickens and you name it. I hear it, goats, everything. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I went from a noisy house when it came to kids to farm animals that don't even belong to me. Okay, Okay, I see you. So So I couldn't even do this in my makeup, in my beauty room, because it's so noisy over there. The birds are chirping right now, girl. So I was like, oh, she's not going to like that. So let's go in this room. You know what? We'll deal with it. You know, my puppy has been put out in the garage. He might get a bit noisy at some point, but yeah tell me do you mind sharing like because that is a bit you've basically been with someone longer than you've been alone in your life so what has been tell me what's been the best part and what's been the worst part I don't think there's a worst part I think the worst part is probably finding what you want to do with your life the best part is is that you get a new life that's the best no, part. You get to do whatever you want to do. If you want to go buy that blue couch, you can go buy that blue couch. If you want to go buy that girly picture that you wanted, then you're going to go buy that shit because at the end of the day, it's your house. It's your space. And that's what it is. That's the good thing. It's your space. Mm-hmm. And we don't really get that. I love that space, you. girl. Space. <laughs> we don't realize it until we're by ourselves. Like, gosh, I wish I had this space a long damn time ago. But don't you think that quite a few women that may have been in your position would have feared having that space because they don't know what's on the other side? I think a lot of people can stay in situations. Obligation. Yeah. Obligation. That's the word. Obligation. It's like, what if, like, if I do this, what's going to happen? Just do it. If you're going to, if you're in a space where you're not happy, do it. Get out of that space because it does not make no sense for you to be in a space of unhappiness. It just, doesn't make no sense. And and then don't do it for the kids either. Like, oh, I'm going to be here for my kids. Don't do that. Because if you're not good, you're they're not going to be good. Because if you're not happy, they're not going to be happy because they're not going to see the happy version of you. I always think that um, parents that say that they're kind of kidding themselves. And yeah. there comes into this kind of sacrifice. Well, I, I did it for the kids. The uh-huh. kids don't kind of thank you because they've seen you when you're angry or upset. You, yeah. you can't disguise it. Kids are so intuitive. Yes. Kids are smarter than you think. Please believe that. Please believe that. Especially like I encourage all women to like, if you're in a space and then sometimes people can't afford it either. They're like, well, I would leave, but I just yeah. can't afford it. Well, what yeah. you need to do is set A, B and C, make a plan, go get a job, go do hustle, try to make an income for you. So you don't have to rely on other people to make an income for you. And I just feel like people are so fearful of change and there's nothing wrong with change. Change is really, really good because if you sit in a space for so long, you're not going to evolve. It's so comfortable, but it's stiflingly comfortable. Oh yeah. It's just like, is it comfortable enough that I'm happy for the rest of my life? That's what you need to ask yourself. And if it's not, then get out of that. 
usually on the podcast we always talk about morning routines and I don't know how many thousands of products you've tried by now but (laughs) what's your route has your routine changed much since you moved to LA you know different climate it has. So when I moved to LA, I didn't realize that the weather was different because I, I'm from Washington. We have four seasons, not the hotel girl, four seasons of change. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, so my skin is used to different environments when it comes to weather. So that's what my skin, when I came to LA, it was not used to no weather change because a lot of times it's hot, but then it's cooler at night and I'm not really out there at night. And so my skin started getting dehydrated and it just started, I've been breaking out a lot more and it's just been bad. Like I went from having the best skin of my life, girl, to teenage skin right now. Hormonal <laughs> acne is what I'm dealing with. Really? I'm just my girl. What is Are you going stressed? On here? Maybe it's stress, stress of it's the mood. Stress. Of course it's stress um, due to like work. Adult kids make you have stress. Like I am stressed with my kids because they stress me. I'm just like looking at them like you are adults, like get it together. (laughs) But you're always having to detour their life. Like, oh, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. And it's up to them whether or not they're going to, you know, listen, listen, because at the end of the day, they're older. They, they, they have the will to their own life. But yeah, my skin has been going through it. I've been having Dory moments, which means that I'm forgetful. I forget things now. <laughs> and I be having to write things down now. I'm like, really? oh my God, this is age for you. You know, as we get older, we look at ourselves in the mirror. And when we do skincare that worked back then, you literally have to transition, especially in a different environment. So I'm doing a lot more hydration products, a lot more repair serums, repair moisturizers than I have ever done and exfoliation simply because that's what my skin needs at the moment. So I just feel like everybody needs to look out and just pay attention to their skin. Cause a lot of times people don't, you know, realize that environmental change affects your skin. They just go to a different place with the same routine and like, Oh, my routine's not working, but it's my routine. Same with makeup and same with sunscreen. A lot of times people are going to use the same sunscreen, but then when you're in a different environment, you need to use a different sunscreen simply because it might be hotter. You need more of a mineral sunscreen than a, you know, than a non-mineral sunscreen. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I try to, um, a lot of my new content that I have went out is more educational to each product that I do review. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot more ads because I work with a lot more people too. Um, because this girl's busy. I, I don't think that I have ever been this busy in my life. The month of January of this year has been the most busiest. And that's the most money that I have ever made in my life. So I have never thought that my income would be that big because I've worked so hard in 2020 to get to here. And I think a lot of times people don't realize like, oh my God, like, you know, some people are like, you've changed because you do a lot more ads. And I was like, this is what I do for a full time job. I go, I don't think you guys realize that content creating is a job. I don't think you guys realize the, the creativity doesn't come for everybody. It comes from yourself. You kind of want to be different. You kind of want to still be out there. And, and you still you know, want to be you because you, you, be uh, you are yeah. one of a kind. And you know what I have learned too for myself is, you know, before I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going with the flow, girl. I was like trying to be myself and trying to do this ad. But now I've gotten so good at it that I'm just like, I'm just going to make it not even an ad. I'm just going to 
be out there and do what I got to do. So a lot of people get confused by it. Like, is this an ad? And it, and and I'm like, yes, it is. It's an <laughs> ad, but I like these products. Yeah. I've always said, I always say no to money all the time. Every single day I say no to money. I don't have a manager. I manage myself. People are like, how do you do that? Like you do content creating and then you manage yourself. I wouldn't be able to do that. I was like, because I was, I'm a mom. I was a manager, you know, how to and multitask. I'm a hustler and I know I can multitask, but I do sometimes forget. So don't come <laughs> at me. <laughs> you know, I mentioned you recently when I co-hosted Fat Mascara and I was like, you know, you're my most popular guest, but I felt like you were like, I was like more zipped up, you know, you weren't, you know, you didn't curse or anything, which, you, you know, know why? I did it. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, I didn't even know I could do it. And I should have <laughs> asked. But I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to do that because she's going to be looking at me like, what is wrong with this? Like, No, but I'm used to your your content is real. I'm not saying that you curse all the time, but you've never felt like you have to hold yourself back. But since joining, you know, working with Sephora. I had to. Has that been part of their, have they coached you, you know, like chill a little bit on that? No, girl. No, they just said, I cannot say bitch. (laughs) I can't cuss. No profanity. Right, so you can be upfront and honest. No profanity. You can still be yourself. They know what I do. So you can say something, well, I guess you wouldn't say anything is rubbish because they only want you to work with things that you actually So the things that I do for Sephora, I actually get to pick and I actually try the product out. Most of the time, all the products I do pick, I've already tried them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I get so much PR. I have like this whole bookcase. People have makeup. Girl, I have a skincare bookshelf. But this is what yeah, I know it's crazy. But this is what I'm saying is that I think a lot of people think that, oh, okay, they're picking it for her and she's just saying that she likes it. Right. No, we get to we get to pick whatever we want. So when it comes to Sephora and when it comes to working with brands, you know, in the Sephora store, we can't cuss. Like it says it right there. You can't use profanity. Like no profanity. And they put it in caps on mine. And I was like, I get it. So a lot of times people are like, how come you don't say you're welcome, bitch? Or how come you don't say none of that? Like, do you work and do you go to your job and say you're welcome, bitch? Okay. But bitch? that anyone that's listening that hasn't heard of Sonia before, <laughs> you're welcome, bitch is like her thing. B double um, exactly because that's how I ended all my videos so that's how yeah. people know me the Manteca glow the glazed motherfucking donut the rotisserie <laughs> motherfucking chicken from motherfucking Costco bitch because I want my skin to look like that so that's what that <laughs> that's what all my sayings are so yeah. people are always like when I'm in LA people recognize me they're like you're the Manteca girl I love you so much and it's I need you to tell me what is mante- Manteca, Manteca Manteca okay so Manteca is actually Greece okay. that Mexican people use or Latinos people use like Latin people use right. to make to cook. It's like cooking oil, but we call it manteca okay. or mantequilla is butter. And right. you know, sometimes so that's what those so, are so the glazed donut look, but like but fancy. like gooey, not like it's past glass skin. It's more like what. A lot of people think it's like super like serum-y and it's not. Manteca Glow is actually hydrated skin. It's like having a really good moisturizer and it's giving you that glow, that natural glow. It's not like a serum, like a vitamin C serum to brighten up your face. It's not like a 
nighttime repair serum that just gives you the glow. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about hydrated skin. Now, if you get hydrated skin, we all know when your skin is hydrated and plump, it's going to be plump, it's going to look healthier, it's going to look more radiant, simply because you're using the correct skincare routine and the correct moisturizer for your skin type. So a lot of times people are like, Oh, my God, let me slather Vaseline on. But that's not part of what Monteca Glow is. And it can also be makeup products too, like anything that's dewy and that is just giving you a healthy glow. Because a lot of times people are like, oh, I want the glow or I want the dew or I want, you know, I want the glazed donut look. And a lot of times now you're hearing a lot of people say, I want a glazed donut. I want it in my skincare. I want it in my makeup. But a lot of times people don't realize what it is. It can be many things for different people. But for me, it's like hydrated skin, healthy skin, plumpy skin, skin, everybody's skin, healthy skin looks different. So anybody can have a Monteca glow. It's just your type of glow. And that's what, that's where that came from. And of course, my last one was old is the goal, because I feel like if we embrace our age at any age, we can be, everybody goes through, through shit all the time. When you look at yourself in the mirror, when you're 20, you're just like, you complain about every single thing about your life and about your face, even though you're slim and the skin is looking snatched. <laughs> but then when you're in your 30s, you're just like, okay, I'm feeling myself. And you're just like, mm-hmm. And then when you turn 36, 37, 38, it starts changing. And you're like, what is going on? And then everybody's <laughs> afraid to get old. Like, oh my God, I have a wrinkle. I don't like wrinkles. I feel like I'm going to die because that's what people message me. They're like, oh, my God, I just do not want to get old. I'm super afraid to get old. I was like, we need to change that simply because that is not cool, especially like with women. We need to embrace our age at any age when it comes to change, because, you know, as well as me, things change. Just this week, I posted a picture of the actress Andy McDowell. She's 64. To me, that's irrelevant. She's on the red carpet and she's wearing like gemstones, you know, like euphoria style green. And women probably in their forties and fifties are coming for her in the comments. She's too old. It's drawing attention to the wrinkles. What do they want her to do? Put a plastic bag over her head and just turn up on the red carpet like that. It's, it was women doing it to her. And that's what made me, you know, you get used to men swanning in with their comments, Mm -hmm. but for women to do it to each other, I'm like, okay, so what about you in 20 years? Are you going to be so insecure that you won't wear makeup anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can be so cruel to each other. And I think the media sets us, sets it up like that anyway, because it was in vogue and they put her age in the caption. I'm like, do you really need to put her age? I think if it was David Beckham, you probably wouldn't say his age mm-hmm. or pick any male star. I think when you're a woman, you get measured on age all the time. It's like a ticking... Oh, yeah. Each day you're losing stock. A lot of people, a lot of women that are get older and older as they go feel less worthy. And they're just like, let me just kind of you, you see them away. backing up and, and you see them to where they feel invisible. They feel like they're not good enough. But you got to remember, too, when you're in when you're in your teens and when you're in your 20s, you feel the same way, but just in a different type of chapter of your life. And people don't realize that. And that's why it's super important to embrace the age and always, if you have daughters to be like, Hey, it's okay to be, have wrinkles. It's okay to have textured skin because textured skin, as we all know, is normal. And I feel like people think they want that air brush, flawless look. 
And but you can only achieve that with a photograph and a get it. Not even babies get it. Not even babies have that if they apply makeup. Especially well, babies have milia, milk spots, exactly. rosacea. <laughs> exactly. And people don't realize that because a lot of people set their standards on beauty when it comes to Botox, fillers, perfect skin, um, no acne. And I just feel that a lot of women are coming out now with embrace the acne, embrace the acne scars. People need to come out with, I need to embrace my age. And I feel like I I seen that photo that you were talking about. And I thought it was beautiful because I went to Coachella girl and uh, I had some, some of those looks too. Um, I went with Nick's. And so I told them you can do whatever you want. And they're just like, looked at me like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'm not the over 40 makeup person. That is basic as fuck. I, you do whatever the hell oh, you want. Oh yeah, girl. like work it. Hair look. So when I said that, I worked with three different ones, and they knew. They're like, oh, I can't wait to get achieved. So I did it for three days. I had rhinestones one day. I had a cut crease with rhinestones another, and it was one of those things that people were looking at me like, oh my god, I really love your makeup, even though I was a lot older. I didn't get any negative feedback. Mm. I just feel like. People aren't used to all that makeup. And as we get older, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't want to wear all that. Like, I don't want to wear a cut crease no more. I don't want to wear a smoky eye. I don't want to wear a winged eyeliner. I want my face to look like a no makeup look, honestly. Yeah. And that's just the way that I want to do it simply because I've been that woman that did a cut crease in my twenties and thirties. I did a winged eyeliner when I was fucking 14. Like I was the winged eyeliner queen, but I had a double winged eyeliner. Don't get it twisted. Okay. <laughs> but as I've aged, I've want a more natural look. I want more of a glow, more of a do. I don't want to look like a powder donut. I love more of a glazed donut look. So for me, that's what works for me. And I always encourage every woman to, to be like, Hey, if you like the matte look, do that. But yeah, I'm going like to tell find you, what works for you, if you want rhinestones, do, do that. People are like, how come I can't wear shimmer? Who said that you couldn't wear shimmer girl? Oh, well, people are telling you don't have to like you can wear whatever you want. You can wear a winged eyeliner. You can wear shimmer. You can wear glitter. You can wear whatever you want, whatever makes you feel beautiful and confident. Do it. A lot of times people ask me about Botox and fillers. Hey, if you want to do it and that makes you feel confident, do it. I'm not against any of that. I just feel like for me at my age right now, at my stage of my life, I'm not that's not what I need. And I realized when I moved from Washington to LA, a lot of people have work done. You can tell yes. on their face. And there's a lot of young girls that are doing it too. Not just the face, the body, but if it makes them feel confident, then do it. As for me, people are like, who inje- who's your injector for your high cheekbones? It's because of your cheekbones. I go, my mom and my dad. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I don't have no Botox, no fillers, no nothing. I go, Simply because I'm not from here. I go, I just barely moved. I was like, so I go, I don't need bigger lips. I go, I have naturally big lips. I was like, but if I ever do decide to do it, I told them I would do this to bring it up a little. Uh, And that is it. (laughs) Me too. I'm always like, I might get a little. Just Just like here. Yeah. I I wouldn't even mess with anything else. Mm. Just like, that's it. I mean, (laughs) it's just like a little. "Mm." So Mm -hmm. I want to talk products with you Mm -hmm. and kind of like in three specific areas, because, um, you know, you do kind of put yourself out there as an over 40 skincare enthusiast makeup. 
So I wanted to know, first of all, favourite SPF right now, considering you've moved to a much warmer climate? Okay, so I have two of them. Murad mm-hmm. City Skin. And I, li- I actually like the one from Usuran for a drugstore. Have you used that one? I don't know if we would have Usuran SPF over here, you know. I, I feel like we only recently saw Usuran moisturizers on the shelves. Murad City Skin, I would want to try because I love Murad as a brand. So what's it like? Is it like thin? Thin. It melts into the skin. It goes good under makeup, over makeup with the cream. I don't even have to use a sponge. I just tap it on my face and it melts into the skin. That's why I love it so much because I can use it under my makeup and I can use it over my makeup. It's a twist. It's easy to use. It doesn't leak out. Um, And I really like the one from Usarin. And I also like um, the one from Dermalogic from Dermalogica too. So there's three of them that I kind of turn around, but the, if you're asking me what's my favorite of all time, it's the one from Murad. Okay. And let's talk about exfoliators because I know in the past you've talked about it for dark spots. And I know, you, you know, earlier you said you're having to do it more since you got to LA. I'm guessing because your cells are probably turning over mm-hmm. quicker in the heat perhaps. Um, and obviously the sun is just, there it's pretty relentless so what kind of exfoliant are you loving right now so right now I well for the past six months I've been using the milk foliant from Dermalogica so it's more of a calming one it's made out of oat and it's great for people with sensitive skin so for me I do it at nighttime or sometimes I do it in the morning time but I've been using that one I've been loving that one I also love that I can mix it with my cleanser to make it more gentle. And I, I just love that one. And I also like their, um, microfoliant too. Uh, microfoliant has been, it's like the OG for me. So many other brands have copied it, but that one right there, that little paste and Mm -hmm. that one right there. And you can also mix it with your, um, you know, special cleansing gel or your cleanser or whatever that, that you, that you want. But I really like, um, when it comes to like AHAs, BHAs, like the chemical, um, I like the one from Polish Choice, the 2%. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. one is good. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, every every other one that I have tried, and I have tried many, um, they're all good. You know what I mean? It just depends on your skin type and what you're looking for. But the one that I really, really like is from Dermalogica, hands down. Okay. And finally, you talked about, you know, you're very into hydration now. So what, is it a serum for you or is it a particular moisturizer? Well, it's both. And actually it's a toner too. So I know I'm going to repeat my little self again, but Dermalogica (laughs) has this circular (laughs) serum. Girl, (laughs) this is what I'm going to tell you. So when I went, I got a facial from them and I was like, my skin is so dehydrated and they gave me, so they're like, I'm going to, we're going to send you this serum. I swear, ever since I've used this serum, my skin has been great. Um, but I, I use that one. And I also use the smoothing cream, which is great for oily to combo or the double repair moisturizer from La Roche-Posay. I also um, love the snail mucin. Have you oh, tried that? The Cosrx one? Yeah, the snail yes, mucin. I- See, I tried the dual essence first, then mm-hmm. I tried that one. And I've gone back to the dual one because it has niacinamide added. And I think it's mm-hmm. just edges the other one out for me. But I know yeah. that is like, 
it's such a gorgeous, like calming, yes, hydrating product, mm-hmm. and it works so well with other other products. Yes, and I all and, and at night too, I like using repair serum. So I actually using the L'Oreal Midnight Serum. Like, okay. don't don't get it twisted, girl. That one is good too. I was surprised. Um, I really, really like that one. And I also like the skin fix, um, their, what is it? Their ceramide lipid, um, moisturizer. Um, it's like a repair moisturizer. So I do a lot of repair serum and moisturizer at night. And then during Mm -hmm. the day, that's what I've been doing lately, simply because it's getting a lot hotter. Um, and I want my skin still to be a little bit more plumpier. I've been dealing with, like I was saying, hormonal acne, simply because of stress job, like everything you can think of environment, um, eating habits, because <laughs> I've been eating horrible, um, and stuff. I'm going to be honest. I am. I'm like, I ha- wasn't drinking as much water as I been like, as I used to, but I'm going back drinking water, doing what I got to do. So Um, I've been really focusing on hydration. And I think a lot of times too, people think, oh, I have dry skin. So let me apply these products. But a lot of people forget that dehydrated skin does come into play during the summer and winter months. I think people just focus on winter a lot and they really need to focus on summer too. And like different environmental changes. Yeah. But even, you know, you mentioned that you're dealing with hormonal acne and I feel like for years, so many people think acne dry it out you yeah. can have acne and dehydrated skin and when yeah. it's dehydrated that's when it gets very red and sore so it's like I feel like almost no matter what type of skin you have hydration is still going to be key for it to get yeah. some kind of balance it, yeah it does not matter your skin type dehydration is going to come for you just like karma comes for you dehydration <laughs> comes for you too <laughs> it's like COVID came for you and you weren't ready for it oh dehydrated skin is the same thing. And sometimes people don't know it either. And then by the time you know it, you're just like, Oh, yeah, my skin's dehydrated is not as plumpy as it needs to be. Mm. Well, I was talking to a dermatologist the other day. And um, I said to her, what do you think is the one thing people have leaned too heavily into? And she said, facial oils, because they only put, they give you the impression of luminosity and hydration mm-hmm. you can have really dehydrated skin and you've put on vaseline or oils and you appear really glowy but once you take that off it's still dehydrated underneath because you haven't dealt with that mm-hmm. um and she mentioned coconut oil it's just like it's just for your hair let's leave it there <laughs> yeah because a lot of times people ask about oils i mean i use like the Nessa Myrex, like her beauty oil, you know, sometimes um, I also use like rose hip oil, you know, yes. t- a little bit of, you know, hydration, but after all my products, I don't focus. I don't, that's, I think a lot of times people replace their moisturizer with Vaseline yeah. and with oil. And you can't do that simply because those t- things do not replace moisturizer. Moisturizer is what you need. And I a lot of people, with, yeah. And a lot of people with oily skin too are like, Oh no, I'm too oily. I'm like, that's the reason why you're too oily is because you're not applying number one, a moisturizer and number two, the right moisturizer for your skin type too. So it's like, what do you expect? Your, your skin is so dry that it's like over-processing all that oil. So you need to control it with a really good moisturizer. How do you feel about yourself now as a content creator because you know you mentioned you go to events and you'll often be the oldest person like are Mm -hmm. you 
good with that are you are you happy with this journey that your life has taken you know we spoke over a year ago things have changed so much for you but are you do you get nervous or are you just like this is where I'm meant to be yeah girl I mean for me I just walk in like nobody's business I think when you're confident within yourself and you're actually happy people will see that and they want to know about you so that that's the difference between a year from ago from then to now I, I, it doesn't bug me that people ask me. I feel like um, as a content creator of over 40, we get a lot of like, you're too old for this, like get off the platform. This is made for, you know what I mean? But I think a lot of times too, I went to a Tom Ford event and um, we got to pick a lot of products out. And um, a lot of the content creators that were there, they were all young. And one of them asked me like, Oh my God, like you are inspiring me to continue because I thought I had to quit when I was in my thirties of content creating, but because you guys are doing this, then we can continue, you know, in our forties, in our fifties, in our sixties, um, you know, even 70, 80, however, how long you want to do it. You know what I mean? But I feel like people do look at you like, I mean, what is she here? And then there's some people that know who you are and they're like, oh my God, I love you so much. Oh, your skin is so beautiful. You are so beautiful in person. Like you're beautiful online, but you are prettier in person. You're a lot smaller than I thought. People and are always smaller skin, in real life. <laughs> yeah. And then your skin is like glass. And um, yeah, I get to meet a lot of um, people from, you know, brands. They're super, super nice, super friendly. They treat, I work with a lot of brands that treat content creators good I don't work with with brands that that don't see your worth if does Mm -hmm. that does that make sense I feel like there's just a lot of people just like working 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 and I think you just need to kind of you know pay attention and kind of focus on what you're trying to do but I think for me as me being the older person when I went to a cosmetics I was the older person I met a lot of really big tiktokers there and I went in there and And I did not care. And I got to meet a lot of them. And they're just like, you are the same person online that you, when I meet you, like you are super authentic and you don't see that very often. And I was like, because I didn't start out as a content creator. I just kind of was just like, I'm just going to put my business out there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, whatever, I'm going to share what I like the products I like, my opinions, and I'm going to just do me. And I stayed in my lane for the longest time. And I'm still going to continue to do that. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people care about like, oh, is this going to go viral? Um, Their views, um, you know, their comments, like, oh, I thought this video was going to do good, but it didn't. Um, People, I see a lot of people complaining about that. Or like, if you make a little bit more money, and then you start buying nicer stuff, people come for you. But for me, I've always bought nice stuff. So they can't really come for me, because (laughs) I'm a lot older. So a lot of the older community, I feel like we don't get a lot of brand deals when it comes to like makeup products. We're all about skincare. We're the face of skincare, simply Mm -hmm. because we deal with a lot of wrinkles a lot of you know we do retinols we have the money we have the income and we have the money to spend so a lot of times that's why the skincare industry focuses more on us instead of the makeup brands and I wish that makeup brands would focus more on us and give us um, you know campaigns and see more of us in stores 
and just feel like we belong. And most of the time we, we, we don't see that we have a small little baby section. I call it the little baby section <laughs> Yeah, um, in the corner, tucked in the corner over there that I have to go a mile away to just go and walk and look at, look at the products. But I feel like, you know, that's my goal for this year and next year is just to, um, create just a buzz of over 40 is not old and we can have good skin and we can do, you know, content creating when it comes to eyeshadow looks and lipstick looks. And, yeah, you know, I got comes the with its own challenges in a way as well, yeah. because, you know, yeah. hooded eyes and things, but exactly. But they don't things- look at it like that. They don't look at it like that. They don't look at it like that. And, 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 you know, you hear a lot of over 40 content creators complain about that. But at the end of the day, all we can do is just continue to do skincare and still continue to do makeup products and, you know, show people how, how to use them. But, you know, that's what it is. I think the one thing that I had to get used to moving to L.A. is that people knew who I was. I didn't realize that L.A., or even California, people are really into influencers and like celebrity status. And I didn't realize that. So every time I go somewhere, everybody knows who I am. They come and hug me. They can come and take pictures with me. It's really, really interesting. In the beginning, I ain't even going to lie. I was so uncomfortable because I was like, I don't know. But it was really, but I've gotten used to it to where I'm just like, come on, girl, let me give you a hug. You want to take a photo? Come on. And um, they get really, really nervous. So I just feel like I'm inspiring people be outside of just skincare and makeup when it comes to truly loving them. They're just their skin. You know, they're like, I used to have to put on a full face, but now I can just go to the store with no makeup and just my skincare. So, you know, that makes me proud. Oh, I love that. And I feel like you've been, you've put in the years and I do think some people, they kind of have a time limit. I've been doing this so long. I haven't made this much money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit. And many of them, they may quit. And they were only a month away from being something given a campaign that would have made a huge difference. Like, how did you, perhaps because it wasn't, like you say, it wasn't really your intention to create content. You were working as well when you first mm-hmm. started. But how have you kept going you know like perhaps I know you said it's not about looking at the likes but perhaps there have been some times when you're like you know what it's just not have you ever had a moment you're like well you know what it's not turning out to be what I thought it was going to be and you've had to kind of like give yourself a pep talk actually I'm going to be honest that's never happened to me because I'm simply been busy um with Sephora I'm not gonna lie the first three months I wanted to quit I was like, this is too much. Really? Like, because I was so used to me doing whatever I wanted, saying whatever I wanted. <laughs> Girl, that was hard. But then I was like, you know what? I can do this. I'm just, I'm just acting like a, yeah, like, no, I'm not that beach. Please let, let's get it together. That was the only pep talk that I gave myself simply because I needed it. But after that, I was like, I'm coming full force. Once I did a, a Murad campaign, you know, at their offices. Once I did the Dermalogica campaign, I was like, I was like, okay. Then I got just super busy, busy, busy. A lot of times you see on TikTok, people give, um, you know, advice like, Hey, you need to, um, you know, get, do your media kit and spread them all out. I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to do that. I have a lot of people in my emails coming at me and I am super blessed because I don't have to deal with that. But what I do encourage content creators to do, though, 
And I talked to a big content creator. I'm not even going to say her name, but I told her, you need to give yourself some time. You need to stay off social media for at least a week. Give yourself two or three days. Give yourself a day off because you will feel the burnout. You will feel, I'm not trying to create. I'm tired of this. This isn't even fun anymore. Like I'm done. People think that it's so fun, but in reality, your skin goes through it. Um, Your mental health goes through it because it's kind of like you're constantly on the go. And sometimes you need to stop and smell the roses and take care of yourself. So that's why I encourage everybody. If you want to content create, please give yourself a break. If you go to work every single day, Monday through Friday, and you have Saturday and Sunday off, give yourself that Saturday and Sunday off and do stuff that you enjoy. Stay off social media, check your, do your emails on Monday. Like you need to still be there. Yeah. And still be there and (laughs) get vacation time too, because you deserve that vacation, that vacation time. And I just feel like, you know, you see a lot of people like do, you know, do events and like do all these things and And I don't do that. I don't do no unboxing. I don't do no events except the it cosmetics one. Cause girl, I was proud of myself. I was like, I was in Sedona, Arizona. Yes, (laughs) I did that. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, I did that. So for me, I met so many awesome creators there too. So I was like, oh my God, like you get to meet a lot of creators outside of their social media and you get to see the real them, which is super interesting because some of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been around. Some of them are are lovely and real. And some of them are caught up in that world. I always Uh, say, keep it humble, be humble, stay authentic. And if you're making that money, move in silence. Yeah, be authentic. Like if the real you is quiet and creative, that's okay. If the real you is loud and creative, that's okay. Because you're all getting your own audience. Like you don't need to change who you are to perform. I think that's the only thing I feel like Instagram in particular because it's now pushing video more than stills some Mm -hmm. people aren't made that way they're just not Mm -hmm. comfortable with this performance like learning a dance and learning transitions I can't do that girl (laughs) it's like I don't even know like don't do it (laughs) I didn't make a transition I tried one time and I was not good at it I'm like nope this is not for me it's for the younger people because I was really trying to be cute one day and I was like nope that did not look cute So (laughs) tell me, you know, with all that you have been through since we last spoke, it's like nearly a year and a half. Tell me what's been the biggest life lesson you've learned during that time, whether it's content, whether it's personal, what's the biggest lesson do you think you've learned now that you're all the way on this other side? Uh, Putting yourself first. Yeah, we spoke about that because you, you said when we first spoke, you're at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Because there's family, there's husband, feeding them, washing clothes. Well, because you're busy. You're like not doing what you need to be doing for yourself. So you're busy. But now I do everything I got to do for myself. Now, like I said, having adult kids, you kind of have to, I still have to be a parent with my teenage son. I still have to yell at him. What are your grades? I look at his grades. I talk to him. I'm on him all the time. You know what I mean? I just feel like putting yourself first. Is probably the hardest thing to do. 
Why do you think that is? Do you think women just get swept up into that role and then 20 years later? It's just what you were taught. Like you're a woman, you're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have kids. You're supposed to take care of your family. You're supposed to cook. You're supposed to clean. Well, and my, you know, Mexican heritage, that's what I was taught. Like you're supposed to take care of the person that you're with. You're supposed to take care of the kids. You're supposed to make sure that the house is clean um, and stuff like that. It's just, that's what we're taught to do. And as women, we're taught to be if you aren't putting your kids first, you're not a mom. You're not a good mom. But if you don't put yourself first, what are those kids seeing? A word, a bad mom. Okay, final question. I'm really intrigued as to know what your favorite single behavior is. Now that you are almost a single woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I don't know what, it was a TV show I, I watched once and they talked about that kind of, Secret single behavior. What's mm-hmm. your favorite thing about being on your own now? Doing what the hell I want, girl. I'm not asking. I'm like, I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go over there, and not needing to give two shits. Like I could just get up and go, and not have to worry about packing for other people. Not having to be like, okay, do you need to get your schoolwork or anything? Like that's the life. And a lot of people don't talk about like, you know, when the kids get older and then you get to know you have to be by yourself anyway. I just got a little bit early start, just like my I got an early start on my gray hair of aging. I got an early start of that. And I just feel like, you know, that's the best thing is doing whatever you want when you want to do it. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you loved this chat. I know I did. Sonia is always a breath of fresh air and I loved seeing her glowing face. I love to see her laugh. And I think this episode could inspire so many other women who might be feeling that life has become a little bit stale. It's never too late to change. So be sure to share this with someone who needs it. Let me know your thoughts over on Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast. And please rate and review this episode if it made you laugh. In the meantime, you can also find me on Twitter at Beauty Me Podcast. And I also have a newsletter at beautymenotes.substack.com. I'll see you next time.